Um, babe Talk! Hey everybody, welcome to Babe Talk. That's our new theme song. Um, <laughs> my name is Eric. Everybody introduce yourselves. Starting Stop. with... Yeah. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm here again. I'm Billy from Thieves in Austin, Texas. Go ahead, Matt. Anybody? Uh, okay. Okay, Ashley, I'll come. Yeah, Matt, introduce yourself, Matt. Tell everybody what your name is, Matt. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't gesture. I'm pretty sure my name is Matt. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. Hi. And welcome to Babe Talk. This is our official first of the year, and uh, we have an awesome one for you all. So, Billy, thank, first off, thank you so much for being here, dude. Hell yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Yay. Absolutely. Everybody was pumped to have your band on, or anyone nice. representing your band. Desperately. <laughs> we love you. Hell yeah. No. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, as always, uh, I am not your host, uh, but today I will be. Ollie is, is he still on tour, or is he just... Yeah, he gets back. Tour. He got back today, or is getting back, like, right now. He's just beating him up. Uh, Ollie is on tour and being awesome with, uh, what are they called? The, the Millhouse. Thrillho? Thrillho? Is that a, no, Millhouse. Got it. Got it. For those of you who get that reference, thank you for being as old as me, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, so in the spirit of Ollie not being here, I want to go around and act just like Ollie would do, ask everyone how their day went. So Alex, how was your day? Um, well, I mean... I was sick early on the day, so, I mean, it was kind of got off to a shaky start, but then, like, I started feeling better. I listened to a lot of albums that came out today, uh, well, yesterday, technically. Uh, a lot of good albums that just came out, you know, Mark Ronson's uh, Uptown Special, uh, the new Megan Trainor album's pretty good, uh, I mean, I'm a pop nerd, so for me, you know, those are you are those, those are special pop albums. Nerd. Those are special albums to me, and Uptown Special is definitely the one album I would recommend out of all the albums that came out uh, yesterday. So yeah, that was basically my day. Just went and listened to records and got over being sick. So that's good. I'm glad glad you're back in uh, back in spirits and in health. We missed you. I didn't <laughs> go anywhere. Online all day anyway. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, we definitely heard plenty from you online today. Yeah. <laughs> like our little uh, babe talk chat that we got going. It's Alex, what nice. was your favorite album that you listened to today? Or past two days? Uh, the of the new one. Mark Ronson, Uptown Special. But what was your favorite? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> right, I Ashley, love it so your... much. <laughs> I can tell. Like, I laugh like I'm all superior in music history, but that's a 100% chance of listening to that right after this, because you, cause you gave it a stunning endorsement. <laughs> but yeah, Ashley, so how was your day? What'd you do? Um, my day was pretty good. Ran some errands, got some stuff done, replied to a buttload of emails, and... A buttload? Yeah, a buttload. That's a lot of emails. How many emails fit in a butt? <laughs> <laughs> these are the important uh, questions. I just get all these, like, press releases, and it's all, like... You can tell within, like, not even, like, opening the email, just, like, the preview line where it's, like, it's it's something that's, like, not related to me and, like, has nothing to do with property of Zach, nothing to do with Showcase. And where it's people who, like, spell my name wrong or spell Zach's name wrong. And I'm just, like, swipe, swipe, <laughs> delete, delete. And then I just got, got some other stuff did, done today, played with my dogs because they're super hyperactive and just they just need to run around for, like, 45 minutes like at a time and now I'm here and I have my I have some peppermint hot chocolate and I'm ready to ready to babe talk with y'all 
Oh, that's a good verb. I like that. All right, Matt, how was your day? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I woke up at noon today, so no class for me. <laughs> um, I could not. Yeah. yeah. Proud of I you. I was just, that's honestly, nice. I was just pumped yeah. about today. Like, I just have so much going on, and I love just having a hectic life. Like, I have a bunch of college apps I should probably do today. Um, I have Babe Talk. So, yeah, I'm just really, really pumped. Also, I'm on, like, 16 cups of caffeine. You're ready for college. Caffeine. You're ready caffeine. for college. The straight caffeine, like coffee, energy drinks, soda, you name it. I'm good to go. I'm proud Sick. of you. Uh, Billy, how are you doing? What did you do today? I'm good, man. I had a good day. I, uh, I woke up really early, went to work, worked a full day. Uh, then I got off work, and I, I actually got a tattoo. My girlfriend got me a gift certificate to get a tattoo for my birthday. <laughs> nice. Like, Well, now we have to see it. Six months ago. It's actually yeah, covered it. up because I just got it right Oh, that's right. That's a dumb question. Sorry. So I can't show it to you. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we, that... we think you should risk infection for... Uh... <laughs> Don't do it. Do it right, for the yeah. babe talk. Yeah. yeah like, it's, it's not permanent, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what do you do? Where do you work? Um, I work at a sports nutrition store in Austin. It's like that's a awesome. small local company that makes their own supplements. Are you fit? You, you look kind of fit. Um, I try to be... <laughs> that means yes. Anyone who says I try is, is fit enough to yeah. not brag about it. That's fantastic. Well, I try to exercise enough so that I can also eat like crap more than normal people. So That's, that's a, good, a really that's a good, good approach to right. it. It's a real motivator. You yeah. got like that cat hanging there poster, but it's just reaching for a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I exactly. can have the cheeseburger. I can have it. Exactly. I can have the... Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Ashley's too funny. God damn it. Put it on a t-shirt. That's fantastic. I can't. It's just lifting weights in one hand and a cheeseburger in the other. That's in fantastic. the gym, in my freshman dorm, or like the one that was closest to my freshman dorm, they have, you know, it's a gym. They have some like really nice big TVs. And some asshole thought it would be really, really great to always have the TVs tuned to Food Network. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like it's messed up. And it's like, I mean, that's great because you're like, oh, my God, like, Giada's making freaking Caprizi sandwiches. I really want that. And you're just like, gotta go another mile on this stupid elliptical to get that Caprizi sandwich. Anyway, you can Perfect. have the cheeseburger, Billy. You can. Awesome. <laughs> I did nothing. I worked today. Same old, same old. I'm trying to think. Was there? Oh, I, um, I, played, a, so I played a show last week. With my band on uh, Thursday at a nice little like complete shithole hole in the wall like DIY art space place. And, Best um, venues ever. Gonna say they, they're they're pretty good. This one was actually, and I've been going there for about ten years. It used to be next door to a crack house. <laughs> then it moved into the crack house, <laughs> and now it's a safer environment. But it's still hard to get people there. That's still like a crack house. Thing. Yeah, how is it a safer yeah, environment yeah. if it's still in the crack house? It's so. Like, well, it's okay. So there's like crack a, a are really nice. <laughs> There's like a four block like radius in Baltimore that used to be real bad. And then the hipsters came in, bought out all the low income housing. And now it's all like arty and like it used, I, I forget if I've told this before in the podcast, it used to be you walk down the streets, everyone's making fun of you because your pants are too tight. If you're like in punk, punk rock, pop punk gear. But now it's like the hipsters are out there hanging on their porches, making fun of you because your pants aren't tight enough. And so it's, it's a real change in the, in the neighborhood. But no, we played it, and I was kind of bummed because, like, 
I knew the show was going to be low-key. It was like a Thursday night, and so I'd work the next day. And then I got a text from uh, Joel from A Place in Time, and he was like, hey, can I you know, borrow some equipment or whatever? And I was like, A Place in Time's playing! Fuck yeah! So the show got <laughs> ten times better, and we just, like, broed out and hung out and shit, and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, that was my excitingness of the week. Um, you like heavyweights and A Place in Time or, like, such a bromance? We, it really is. And now I'm... Here's my, my little Maryland band plug. This is a band called Wander, and uh, they've been playing a lot of shows with us and hanging out and stuff. They're uh, they're they're a good band to uh, get into if you're if you're looking. Um, but yeah, so uh, what we do here, Billy, uh, we'll talk, just kind of shoot the shit, couple topics, mostly about music, but whatever comes up comes up. And about halfway through, we'll we'll ask you a bunch of questions about your band. I hope that's okay. Oh yeah. Excellent. All right, cool. Um, but to start off with, um, so I know we've seen a bunch of Warp Tour band spoilers. I, I want to know, and anybody can just jump right in, um, uh, what you guys think about the uh, the bands that have been leaked to Warp Tour so far. Can we can we just quickly, just because I've been like running around all day, can we just recap the bands that were added today? Just because I haven't been on like I actually on have I actually have it pulled up so I could tell it for you oh, right good. now. Oh, Alex yeah. is so prepared. Coming in clutch so uh, again. Right. Still on top of things. <laughs> yeah, the the bands are uh, Boy Meets World, Candy Hearts, I Killed the Prom Queen, Sirens and Sailors, and Youth and Revolt. I feel like that's why Youth and Revolt was on. Uh, Pop Goes Punk. Well, Youth and Revolt one. was on Pop Goes Punk because they are on, like, Fearless. I know they're on Fearless, but, like, how many other bands on Fearless that weren't on that compilation? Not saying, like, I'm sure, like, uh, logistically, like, it just worked out for whatever reason, but I don't know. I thought their cover was okay. I haven't I haven't been obligated to check out the rest of their stuff, if I'm being frank. Um, Candy Hearts, not surprised. Like, I mean, they obviously have Chad Gilbert that's, like, basically the reason that band is anything um that sounded really mean as, as, as it left my mouth i was like yeah i just yeah i just heard that and i'm like damn that's a major shade <laughs> well it helps let's just say it helps it helps a lot yeah, yeah it but does like, help. They, they played a handful of dates last year i know when they were like heading down to their own summer tour but like i don't know i'm just i'm really indifferent on the music i liked it in the beginning like i bought um all the ways you let me down. I think that's what it's called. No, that's not it. That's the recent one. Um, the one before that. Um, Miles and in Interstates. And I thought that was like an okay record. It was very like, it was fun. It's like adorable, like pop, very like girly, you know, sugary sweet stuff. And I can I can dig that. Like I have nothing against that. But it just like, I didn't find myself being like, you know what I really want to listen to today? Candy Hearts. Like I never said that. <laughs> I say that I all the time. I liked the There's record, though. The actual vinyl had, um, like, an imprint on it of their little logo. It's like a heart, you know, phone, candy, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. That'd be kind of a fucked up album title if they had, like, a uh, Snickers bar and then a human heart. <laughs> just, uh, uh, you just turn them into a grindcore band. That's yeah, too yeah edgy right? For oh, me. That's too edgy. Too, too edgy. Five, you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too edgy, five, you. Well, what I'm about really uh, for. Oh, what about I killed the prom queen? Forgot they were a band to be honest. Yeah, me too. They kind of fell off the place, uh, the face of the planet. Was that what right? you were gonna say, Matt? That you were excited for them, or? <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. So I listened to them like a little bit in middle school, or not middle school, but high, uh, like earlier high school. I always forget I'm still in high school. And... <laughs> You're such a little baby. Feel so young. Yeah, you are the youngest like in this chat right now. 
Wait, you're in high school and you didn't go to school today? Nah. What? Nah. That's how they were go to jail when you do that or something. <laughs> <laughs> do they not like call home and it's like, oh, hello, Mrs. So and so? I just. Like, Mrs. Just so. His name isn't so and so. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't know he wanted me to broadcast that to the entire internet. <laughs> Where, where's the uh, truant officers, like in uh, <laughs> the Ferris Bueller? Yeah, I'm 18 the now. Comes. I actually, they used to they used to call your parents and say like, oh, that you're like you're absent. But I went to them and I was like, hey, I'm 18. Can you stop calling my parents whenever I'm late? Because I'm late like every single day. <laughs> and they said yes. <laughs> I, they said yeah, because I'm 18. That's it's like a legal thing. Thug wow. life. I didn't turn 18 until I came to college, so now I'm really jealous of that. But anyway, go ahead, Eric. Well, I was gonna say, uh, if your principal looks any has a mustache, anything like the dude from Ferris Bueller, you better run when he comes to your yeah. door, cause that was creepy. <laughs> That's a good movie. Times. That's a good movie. Nine times. My parents made me watch that movie before I uh, entered high school. Same. My dad was, loves it. That's like my favorite movie. It's my dad's favorite movie. I didn't understand half the references when he made me watch it the first time. <laughs> and I'm the nurse who likes to. <laughs> right. So but Billy, I'll, do you have Billy? Do you have any thoughts on the Warp Tour bands? Any of the ones um, so far? You know, to be honest, I haven't. This is gonna sound real bad, but I'm not like no usually one of those people that's like stoked on like the announcements and the teasers and stuff because just to me, the the bands that get picked for Warp Tour are so different every year that yeah. I, I kind of don't really ever have any expectations except for when like a band's like buzzing and then they're not on there, you're kind of like, that's weird, but <laughs> I usually just wait until the full list is out and then check it out and just see who I want to check out. And sometimes I have like a ton of bands that I really want to see and sometimes there's like two that I want to see and I just walk around all day and like listen to new bands that I would have never listened to like by my on my own, you know? So yeah, for this year, I guess that's a long your question, but for this year, I don't, I don't really have any like ones that I'm anticipating or anything. That's kind of how I am too. I also find most of the like bands that I end up liking are the like the last ten to get announced. I'm right. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Every couple of years there is that like off year for any given person where they're just like, I guess I'll just walk around and find new music. Like I like at this at this timeline. I've been to Warp Tour what twelve times, thirteen times. It's kind of like yeah, laugh it up. <laughs> I didn't uh, say anything. I, I didn't. <laughs> I purposely said nothing. Go ahead, your Eric. Said it. Your silence said it all. But, no. um, <laughs> but at this point, like to me, it's just like a big party day. Like music in the in the summer outside, and it's like within a reasonable distance to my house. So I'm perfectly happy with just yeah, a big that's party. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till I get to that point, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. Well, enjoy enjoy it. Enjoy it. Well, the thing is about Warped Tour is like... Cherish it. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, um, one of my my really good friends, who was one of my classmates, actually, was on the tour last year, like, doing uh, production, like, got contracted by a company to do... She was, um... The term was Pit Reporter, but it's not like the Pit Reporters have been in the past where it's, like, one face, you know, and, like, the one person does, like, video blogs or whatever. They did, like, market research and stuff. Like, uh, they had iPads and such, and they'd go out into the lines where kids were waiting and do research and take surveys and stuff. And then... Oh, I thought... I thought that the pit reporters were like Brian Stars and like all those people. Well, that's what like, that's what you told me. The kid with like the cotton was. candy and the kid with the cotton candy. Oh hair. God! That kid scares me. 
who is that and why do he, i he got why? um he got a he's allegedly a something i don't know he's weird he's creepy i know that yeah he's allegedly. allegedly yeah well allegedly something. well he's allegedly uh, a rapist so he posted like a video uh, apologizing me and i was just like um i kind of i kind of saw that coming yeah but <laughs> but anyway continue since i um this might bring us you. to our next topic jesus <laughs> since really, i really, really interrupted you um well they um she she was on a tour and like that's it's like her work day and she's like basic because you know if you're on the entire tour, it's not like every band is a pressing issue. But um, she like she was in charge of like bringing people who were like street teaming or VIPs or whatever to go see their one band side stage. And she's like, I never, I've never heard Beartooth like recorded before this summer, but I saw them so many times live. And I, every time they were like consistently great. So it's like them. And she's like, I saw. I inadvertently saw Mayday Parade like every day and all this stuff and all these like little nuances of Warped Tour, like someone who goes like once, like I go and I street team so I don't have to pay for a ticket, work, watch <laughs> a band, work, watch a band. I'm sorry, it's getting really expensive. Um, and if I don't want to see like upwards of like 10 bands, which like sometimes it happens, like sometimes like there's like four bands I like really want to see, but I don't want to pay, you know, sixty dollars to go see them um but there's it's cool to kind of like talk to people who just get that experience like walk around and just see bands and gravitate towards wherever you're going instead of someone like me who has a schedule like i'm gonna see Beartooth, i'm gonna see paris i'm gonna see four years strong i'm gonna see bowling for soup bowling for bowling soup, for soup. what How i was is so that guy excited still alive? he does the He's um huge. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. He's the, the new... theme song for Phineas and Ferb. That too. And Sonic the Hedgehog. And the frontman has a side project called People on Vacation, which is like really weird, but like it's like fun. It's like a fun little side project, but it's. I'm just like, how are you still going? <laughs> it's so weird. I met anyway. the guy who's just gigantic, and that terrifies me. How he's still maintaining. <laughs> he's like a human bowling ball. I'm like afraid to be around him. How do you go to Giganto Bowling? <laughs> it's like the opposite of duck pin. You just have gigantic balls that you throw down the thing. I guess that's why they call them Bowling for Soup. Oh, uh, but, um... Bowling for Steak? <laughs> I had a oh, steak today. It was great. Seriously, Alex needs to have a comedy session. I want like the Alex North. <laughs> North of Normal. That's your new comedy name. North of Normal. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's his shitty CW, like, drama show. You know what? Would you be excited to have a show in the CW? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would do anything for fame. I'd murder everyone <laughs> right Whoa. now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, this just you know Eric Javaro, <laughs> alleged murderer. <laughs> All allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so speaking of allegedly, uh, <laughs> let's talk some front porch step and work oh, tour. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. What's yeah, there to talk about? He's well, not doing any Did something happen? Yeah, he's um, no longer on it. Oh, he's officially no longer on it? And he suspended all of his touring for 2015. All right, well, Where let's, have you been? Let's, let's, he's just done. Well, I was still reading our last week's notes that were like, for this time, let's talk about these topics. I guess I did not read that. So <laughs> let's let's actually talk about this then, because I think this is the the bigger issue anyway with that. Um. For as far as, did he did they kick him off work tour? Or, no. Please educate me. Did they kick him off work tour? Or did he okay. now on his own accord? I'm raising my hand. Please call on me. Please I have. Go. I... Okay. 
didn't want to interrupt anybody else. So what happened is he, they were asking for, a, people were not asking, but people are like waiting for a statement from front porch step because you have um, Kevin Lyman's coming home early from vacation to look into this matter. And uh, Pierner's Records is like, okay, we heard the rumors, we're looking into it. And people like, I looked on uh, front porch steps Facebook page for like five seconds and it was like pure hatred. It was just like spewing like teenagers being really, really mad, which is you're entitled to your opinion and you're entitled to write on you his wall. You have to clarify, mad at him or mad at people No, well, him? kind of both. Like if you looked at the yeah. Defend Pop Punk group at any point during this situation, like it was like actual, hilarious. the only comparison I can think of, it was hilarious. <laughs> but it was Bill, like, that's perfect. <laughs> yep, that's the only word. <laughs> it was like monkeys flinging poop at another. It was just like, it was horrible. And so they're waiting for the management to say something and he comes out and I think he, not like, I'm trying to like, I'm not trying to praise this guy, but I think he did a good thing for everyone else. Like it was to everyone else's benefit by saying, I'm suspending touring for 2015. Cause everyone's like, oh my God, have mercy and head north. Like they haven't dropped off yet. So they still support uh, front porch step and all this stuff. And Warp Tour hasn't kicked him off after the signature, after the uh, petition has, you know, 11,000 signatures they must not be against this and it was everyone's in a really awkward position and they're not sure what to do and they kind of like wanted to hear from jake first like if i mean if his statement had been like this is all false like i'm still going on tour like you guys can do whatever then i think warp tour pure noise everyone else and have mercy head north would have had to say like we're backing off but i think he kind of just like shut it down by saying like i'm stopping all touring for 2015 and that's it. So everyone's kind of off the hook in like having to make that like on the spot decision because it's hard. It's hard because like Kevin Lyman, who is genuinely the nicest person, I have had breakfast with him. He's super nice and he wants everyone to like who has suggestions and issues and stuff about Warp Tour or anything to talk to him. He gives out his email very freely. Like the coolest guy. I wouldn't expect that honestly. Super cool guy. Um, but he can't do anything unless there's like a police report that has to be like tangible evidence against this guy and not to discredit the people and the girls who came forward talking about their experiences but it's like that's all kind of speculation that's where the allegedly part comes in and that's why it's really hard so he made the statement and he's not doing any touring i believe allison weiss who was like i'm not touring with him in the uk is now still touring in the uk with somebody else i forget who but she's still going she was Have, touring in the uk with somebody else in yeah. addition to front porch step anyway so yeah, so she yeah. called it pretty much back on, and Have Mercy and Head North are working on another tour. So they're still going out on the road, but it's not going to be with Jake, obviously. And Warp Tour didn't really have to do anything. Like, they were just kind of like, all right, well, that happened. Done. So that's what happened. So far. Well, thank you. For, yeah, 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 so far. <laughs> story so far. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's always, that was so interesting because I remember when there was the whole debate of, uh, should Kevin Lyman kick him off, or should he not? And it really was, I mean, the whole time I was thinking, there's no way he can kick him off unless there's an actual trial or something. Or if sponsors told them, we're going to pull because we don't want to be yep. associated with this, then that would happen. I get it. It's a business decision. It's a legal decision. But as far as a group of people, depending on the size of that group, if it's you know under 10,000, let's be honest, Kevin Lyman may be a real nice guy, but he's not going to be like, well, I'm not going to 
disappoint a uh, hundred thousand people who are going to buy tickets because ten thousand people are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just I, I was thinking like if they kicked him off before anything was actually said is or not said determined legally that would have been a whole that was very strange precedent of like you can just do that um but i guess that makes sense with the publicity and all the whole anonymous Um, thing was ridiculous too yeah was that was that real or not (laughs) i couldn't tell i don't because they the the page that posted that had like 10 subscribers (laughs) like wait a minute the thing about anonymous is like it's not like one central person like filming these videos and doing whatever Anonymous is like an organization, it's like and a I thought, feel like right? it's but don't like they have a their own Facebook page that has or Facebook YouTube page that has like five hundred thousand yeah, million there's like there's no it's not really like organized there's no like leaders or anything it's just a bunch of people it's like that's why it's anonymous it's a bunch of people and I mean, you know, it's, I mean yes. it's like a movement they're, it's a movement like not controlled right I feel so like, like anyone can put on one of those masks and make a movie or make a YouTube video right like. Well, anybody with, you know, $10 who can go to Hot Topic and buy one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you do that, you put the weird effect on your voice, and you read, like, this post. And people freaked out. They're like, oh, my God, Anonymous is going to, like, shut down Warp Tour. I'm like, I think there would have to be, like, some, like, no. There's no way in hell Anonymous could shut down Warp Tour. I'm sorry. Like, the range of Warp Tour, No. Yeah, right. Anonymous is mostly an online thing, too. Like, if you look at what they've done, it's mostly, like, DDoS attacks, stuff like that, you know, cyber attacks. Yeah, they, they could and attack so, the ticket systems. Well, yeah, that's true, but, Shut I mean, down Warp Tour. Like, any, like, anybody at Warp Tour has ever checked a ticket. Have you seen yeah. those yeah, 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 in yeah, front true. Kate? True. I've gotten in for free with a ticket in my pocket that I never pulled out for, like, every year. Yeah. Uh, don't sneak in a Warp Tour, kids. That really hurts. Yeah, that's, that not, that's not something we can do. <laughs> Don't make security chase after you. I've seen it happen. It's funny for everybody else but you. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, the only way that, like, Warp Tour would ever get shut down by Anonymous is if uh, Kevin Lyman was just like, you know what, let me put some of, you know, the, these people from, you know, Gamergate on, you know, the, the, uh, on the bill. You know, just for, just for, uh, Just for know, shits and giggles. Just for shits and giggles, yeah, that that would be where you know stuff would get real. But I mean, for 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 front for, eh, for front porch step, <laughs> for front porch step, it was like. Did you just do like a drum solo with your mouth? I I tripped over my words, but for it's front okay. porch, I understand. For front porch step, I don't think that anything they would have made a big deal about it. So it's a non-factor. Yeah. There was, uh, I feel like there was no way he was getting on that tour after all this speculation. Well, Alex, Alex and I were talking the other day about ways that he could get on the tour, like even after all these allegations. There was a and petition like, maybe, to keep him on tour. Yeah. Well, you know how, how sex offenders have to do things if they're going to live in a neighborhood? Well, we were thinking, Alex, you remember this? Oh, <laughs> we, were yeah, thinking, we were thinking of ways that he could kind of bridge the gap like a sex offender would moving into a new neighborhood. Like, I don't know, maybe, like... You can't his, come into the uh, set until you're over 18. Yes, they, or his stage has to be 50 feet away from the audience. Um, <laughs> if the uh, if a fan wants to buy a t-shirt, he has to, like, let them know he's a registered sex offender before he can give them the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. And he's definitely not with it allowed within 500 feet of the Arnie Ball stage. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, my God. I you think know what's people... funny is, like, he... I feel like he just... 
who knows? I who knows if he's gonna like if he's guilty or not. I mean, I have my opinion. Everybody does, but no matter what happens with like the criminal charges and actually him being punished and proof being like brought up in a trial and stuff and all of that, it doesn't really matter because I feel like when like someone in office is like accused of something, there's all these terrible rumors, mm-hmm. and then the next day they just like release a statement. They're like, "I'm resigning." And they never mention the thing. It's obvious that they're just guilty, and they just want to like get out <laughs> position of like the spotlight. You know. Yep. I feel like that's what he's doing. I, I honestly think that he's just saying like, for now, I'm suspending my touring duties, and I won't be touring until this is cleared up. But it would not surprise me if this was literally the last thing we ever heard. Because I mean, you have to be pretty big of a celebrity to overcome a scandal of this size. I think. Yeah, I was talking about this with, uh, I don't remember who it was. It might have been with you, Alex, and um, it was me and you and James, I think. We were yeah. talking about this with another friend. And um, we were kind of, I was thinking, like, okay, like, band, band dudes hitting, uh, band dudes who were, like, on Warp Tour and, like, at the front porch step level, um, who were bands, guys who were in bands of that level who talk to underage girls and, like, are creepy about it. And, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, they're talking to a fan, like, the same, you know what I'm talking you about. You can tell the difference. There is a, a very right. clear There is line. a difference. And I hate, like, I'm not trying to be like that person, like, oh, what was me? But, like, I have had these creepy band guys talk to me when I was in high school, and it's not fun. It's really uncomfortable, and it makes you question, like, should I ever even go to a show again? It's really creepy. But it happens a lot. Like, I'm not saying, like, Jake from Four Porch Stuff is not the first person to, like, not the first guy to talk to a girl like this who's in a band and using his leverage is like, oh, like, I'm sort of famous in your eyes. Like, you know what I mean? And we were talking about why it was such a big deal with Jake. And it's just like, this is his first impression on, like, the music community. And yes, he was on Warp for last year. He did a few other tours. But he's still, you know, relatively new to the scene. You know what I mean? So I feel like this was, like, a horrible first impression. Got, like... What, there were like 11, 12,000 signatures on that thing. So many news publications were covering it. I think the New York Times wrote a piece I about saw this. That. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Which I, look, it was a really interesting piece, but it was just interesting kind of like seeing what happened to create this perfect storm of disgusting well, they, shit show. They say like, oh, like all publicity is like good publicity. I'm like, no, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. Not in yeah. this case. Like in this case, it was like, no. oh, yeah, like my friend told me, like, did you hear about front porch step like he's like like a sexual predator and i was like oh my god i don't know who that is and so <laughs> I, like, I checked and like yeah and i was like like I, I like looked at his like youtube channel and i saw some of his videos and i'm like okay and then yeah i saw that post by the um new york times and i was like this is ridiculous like sure it's publicity but i'm pretty sure like that this is it for him yeah, it actually yeah. it got me to listen to his music. It was the first time I checked it out, and I remember I've thinking, never I listened like, to a front porch step song. Well, I I thought it would actually get a lot more people to listen to it, and all of a sudden, I was just like, man, if this were like good, it would actually might help his career. But I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, as a cheap <laughs> shot, but yeah. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Same thing with like lost profits. Like I was talking about this back when the whole Ian Watkins case was like a hot topic. Oh, the yeah. um. Because I was in a social media class at the time. I was like a music social media class. My professor, we pulled up the um, analytics for like one of their music videos for Lost Profits, like big singles. 
and there was, you could tell, there was a huge spike on their views and like all lost profits related search terms, like not just like lost pof- profits, like rape, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Richard voice. Just oh, yeah. Lost profits. <laughs> you know what? Sensitive subject for some people. Trying to be respectful here. But there was a very clear Some of my best in- kids are infants. <laughs> Oh, William oh. doesn't. Or William, that's what it says. In <laughs> Billy doesn't know me. I'm about to have a kid. That's that's. Why? Go on. Oh, Eric, what? All right, what are we gonna do with you? <laughs> with uh, I don't know. It, it, it's actually interesting that you brought up uh, the whole uh, lost profits thing because they recently posted about lost profits because uh, Ian Watkins' ex was on trial and they posted about it on Absolute Punk and. I was just thinking, and I'm just like, you know what, let me go back and let me watch the, the music video for uh, A Town Hall Called Hypocrisy, just to see how fucked up it is now. And I went, and I, and, I, and I checked it out, and now I can't get the stupid song out of my head, and I'm like, <laughs> no, this is bad. This That's is all you think about when you hear it now. It's just, I know, it's so creepy. Yeah, but I'm like, this is very bad, because like I can't get the song out of my head now, because like, because like aside from like everything... I like the song, but, you know, it's right. just that, you know. I was kind of selfish about it. I was like, wow, dude, Lost Profits, like, I can't listen to that song Rooftops anymore, man. That's like my jam. <laughs> I, I hate mean. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just now realized that Rooftops is by Lost Profits. I did not know that. <laughs> That's how, I was out of the loop on popular music for a couple of years in the... I guess mid two thousands, but yeah, I actually okay. went looking for that song a number of times. Had no idea who it was by. All right, I guess now that's ruined for me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. I don't think it's your fault. What he? I don't not, think no, no, it's not. It's not my fault. I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's directly your fault. It's true. Yeah, it's. it's I, can't I, I ruined it. lost profits for everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what did you do? You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Next um, thing you know, I'm going to be on the New York Times. Who knows? Speaking. <laughs> Speaking this is the guy who ruined Lost Profits. <laughs> that sounds like an Onion article. It's like he didn't uh, go. Guy, he he didn't go to school. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, that sounds like an Onion article. What do you listen like, to next? Man, blow man, your man ruins Lost Profits by telling his friends what their singer did. <laughs> um, that actually reminds me of. Um, so you're talking about when you go back and listen to songs and they become extremely creepy knowing the circumstances around them. This is a little related to that. I, uh, about, I don't know, like uh, a week ago, I just got this craving to watch old Beach Boys live videos from like uh, the, the early to mid-60s. And I found this um, concert video. It's like two hours long. It's got Beach Boys, James Brown, the Rolling Stones, like everybody in their, a lot of them in their infancy uh, of being bands, like Chuck Berry's on it. But they also had um, this woman, uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she had this song already hit a huge hit for a couple of months in 1964. The chorus was along the lines of, um, I know that he's been cheating. I know that he's been sleeping around. I know he's been untrue. And then she like gives a smile to the camera and goes, and the song is about her going, maybe someday he'll settle down with me, even though we're married and he's just banging everybody else. It's totally cool. And then the whole audience is just young girls screaming like, we love you. You're such a good role model. <laughs> and this was a hit song in 1964. How mind-blowing is that? That's just wow. completely normal when you go back and that's look wild. at a song in a different time period. 
I mean, if you have songs like, uh, you know, like in the 70s, they had a Disco Duck as a big hit, you know. So it was a very different time back then in the 60s and the 70s. Not as a, not good quality control. Well, can you imagine, like, like, imagine 20 years from now, they're going to be like, wow, music from like the 2000s and like the 2010s. That was some like crazy stuff, guys. Like they talked about the most random stuff ever. Like that song Friday. I think like what is this? To be in history textbooks. <laughs> yeah, I think like that old weed song. That one song, Bedrock. The one guy said grocery bag. We don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? I think that happens the same way with fashion, where it's like we're all living in it now and it's completely normal, and then twenty years later, everyone's like, "What were we wearing?" That it's like, what's really a hoodie? Nice. That's so weird. Or do you think? Do you think that it's more like um, like the way we look at hipsters now and everybody knows how ridiculous they look and then maybe 20 years from now that's going to be the look people associate with our decade and maybe all the people we laugh at in the 80s dressing so weird that was just like the hipsters of their time. Yeah, you know, probably, just yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much probably. how the cycle goes. Yeah. yeah. Everything's cyclical. Like I remember I was looking at... Uh, what did I search on? I searched on YouTube, like, this is, like, a few nights ago. I was, like, 2000s, like, the, the Billboard Top 20 in 2002 or something like that. And it's, I was looking at, like, you have the whole style, like, um. Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone? Um, I loved that song. I, I love still that. love that song. So much. Was that 2002? I think so. Um. I want to say 2004. I want to say it was say, the best year of my 2002 life. 2002 is <laughs> the year she won American Idol, so that might have been uh, a moment. Wait, I, 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 I have the answer. Wait, I have the answer right here. What, 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 what do you guys say that? I think it's when, when did it come out? 2003. Unless five. Unless it was summer 2005. Fuck. I might have blew that. What do you right. guys think? What is it? It's, well, I have the answer, so. 2004. Say it. Dang it. Uh, it 2004. It was 2004. 2004. Gone. Nice. God, feels like I a, forgot I mean, which summer I was. I was working childcare, driving them to field trips, just jamming out to that shit. I remember since you've been gone, and that like blew my mind. I was excited about that. Uh, remember these like American Idol being like a really big thing too. Oh yeah, American when it was a big thing. Yeah, I'm going on. It's like, what, like 13, 14 speed now? Like, still are. Like, like watching Kelly and all those people, like, go through their cycles, and it was, like, a really big deal. Yeah, right, like, right. now none of those people move on to have careers, really. Like, one out of every five American Idols, like, works for a year. It's kind of funny. And then I it's think. like, you know. Where did Ruben Stutter go? Where did uh, that other guy that had like white he got hair? Got arrested go? for like having cocaine on his bus, I think, or something. Went to uh, what happened to Sanjaya? Yeah. What? What happened to Actually, Sanjaya? Talented cook brother. Sanjaya. The talented cook brother. Yeah. Sanjaya oh, was always fun. All right, so let's transition a little bit into the interview. Um, Billy, can you? I'll start us off, and then we'll go. Alex, Ashley, Matt. So alphabetical. <laughs> um, so, Billy, just so you could. So, uh, for those those of uh, everybody out there who doesn't know who you guys are, who tell us um, uh, your band name, what you do in the band, uh, and give a, an overall, I guess, 
maybe like an accomplishment or two and your kind of style you would classify as so you can get a good overview of your band. Okay, cool. Um, so my name is Billy. I play in Thieves. We're from uh, Austin, Texas. Life Capital Music of the World, as everybody calls it. Um, we've we started in like 2009, and when we were starting out, we were playing like more like hardcore pop punk kind of stuff, like a little bit of easy coreish, maybe such gold sounding kind of stuff. And over the years, we just like keep changing our sound kind of, and we won a Warp Tour. The bands got to play like a local show in 2012. And we did South by Southwest last year. We are on, like, what, Absolute Punk's Top 100 a couple of years ago. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we've we've toured a lot. And not so much recently because we've been tracking a bunch of stuff. But uh, we're, we just released a record in June that we recorded with Bo from Seosin. And it's, uh, I would say now, I call our band, like, ambient high-energy rock, but we're still in the, like, pop-punk kind of genre. It's like it's like Circus Survive with pop-punk, I'd like to say, so. That's, That's kind of like really the... It's actually funny that you say that, because sort of to segue into, uh, into my question, uh, I-, I was going to actually ask you about how it sounds like Circus Survive with pop punk, and I was actually going to use Circus Survive as that like exact band. So, oh, nice! You're already one step ahead of me there. Thanks. But uh, so uh, you said that there was kind of like a transition in your sound between uh, records. Uh, what when, when it comes to this new record that you guys put out recently? Uh, what do you think sort of caused like the stylistic differences compared to you know some of your earlier stuff, which might be a little more pop punk, a little more hardcore, a little more easy core? Um, I would say that that comes from kind of a lot of things, just like us having been friends for a long time and playing in other bands together. Like me and the two other guys are really comfortable with each other, so I've I've like in my lifetime since I've been an adult or whatever, played with a lot of bands. I played with a lot of bands in high school and um, writing songs in those type of circumstances, there's always like one person that kind of had a vision and like kind of relayed that to other people. But the way we write songs is that we're kind of such good friends that we're selfish enough and none of us ever want to like do with the person. Like if someone comes in with a song and it's like completely written and it sounds like awesome, the other two guys, me and the other person or whatever, will be like, yeah, I want to change all this stuff somewhat to just be picky and artistic and somewhat to just, like, catch each other. So essentially we just, like, challenge each other nonstop and, and kind of weird stuff kind of happens. That's why our first two albums were kind of, like, really all over the place. Like, we sounded like five different bands, and it was not that consistent. It was fun to make, but for me as a listener, I didn't think it was that consistent. So... Now that we're like a lot lo- older in our career, we kind of have a more discussion about the kind of stuff we're going to make. So for Color Change, our last CP, kind of decided we wanted to explore the like airy, spacey type stuff that we've done in the past, but just focus solely on that for that release. So that's why that release sounds kind of different and not as like pop punk or as hardcore as our earlier stuff. So that was a long answer. No, it was good. We like great answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Can you tell? Because we all like to ramble a lot, so we also like hearing long answers. So that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, long well, my question. <laughs> my question is. Um, well, first of all, just like not even a shameless plug, but it's a shameless plug. You guys haven't listened to the color change EP. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm serious. This is a great EP. I remember exactly like hearing it for the first time, like this summer. Uh, I mean, I smoke signals from your POZ showcase and I fucking love oh, that man. song. Like I, st it's still like a standout track, but like, I mean, I think nice. like the opening and closing of that EP with weight is just like, Oh, it's so good. I've listened to Thank it all you. day, honestly. Is that, like, weird? Because it just got me really pumped for this. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> everyone needs to go fucking check that out. My question is, I kind of ask this to all of our guests we have on here who are in bands, because I'm not in a band, and I'm not musically inclined. I'm, like, involved, you know, as much as I can be, you know, like, behind the scenes and social media type stuff. What's, um, when someone someone like me to know that I wouldn't miss in a band or something like a problem that you want people to understand so uh, okay I think your I your camera was a little weird for me for a second but was your question um, what from like a musician's perspective if there's something I would want listeners to understand about a musician would that be is that what you're kind of saying like a problem yeah. or... like someone who's like not in a band wouldn't understand a problem unless they were in a band. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, this is like a kind of a one that I'm surprised I just thought of because I never really think of it unless it's in the moment. But this is kind of funny. I think when um, like bands of like our size who like play small venues and you know we don't have roadies and we hang out in the venue before the show. We're not, like, in a green room or anything. We're just there. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I'm saying. It's not like we walk out on somebody's, like, checking our... It's not like an old guy with a cigarette and, like, a ponytail <laughs> checking my guitar. You know? like, I set it up. I'm there. I'm hanging out. Like, I go to the bar and buy drinks like everybody else. But it's funny when you play a set, and I'm, like, all the way across the country, and, you know, we get done, and all, and all we're thinking about is that there's another band that's trying to come up on stage and get done. And I think it's nice when every band member that's in the club kind of understands, hey, we're all in this together. Let's get on stage, get off stage, be quick, you know, more music or something to be good. So it's fun when I finish a set and I'm like, have cords wrapped around me and I'm like carrying this super heavy thing. Like someone runs up to me and they're like, hey, can I get like a photo with you? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm trying not to be rude, but I'm like, ah, I don't want to take a photo, and then maybe sometimes I'm not, and I'm like, okay, let's take the photo, and then I turn around, and then, like, the other bassist or guitarist is on stage, like, staring at me, like, come on, dude, what are you doing? And so it's kind of funny, like, if, like, I don't know, I love it when people come up to me, and they're like, oh, your band's awesome, it's, like, super cool, it happens, like, once every two years, but when it does happen, <laughs> I get really stoked, but it's just kind of... Use up the time? touring band. It's not even a complaint. It's just kind of an interesting thing, you know, because you're trying to, like, be nice to everyone and be respectful of the other musicians and the club and mm -hmm. everything. It's just a funny kind of conflict that happens sometimes. Dude, that's interesting. That that transition between bands is something... You're right. That's something that bands don't really talk about a lot, but that's a very real thing. It takes, right. like, years to develop that kind of etiquette and skill set to just get that done. To, Knock it out. Every yeah. band I've been in, we pride ourselves on getting set changes done extremely quickly. 
Yeah, and that's you cool should. That, like, yeah, and that's cool that there's... I definitely relate to that, the whole... That 10 minutes in between bands where you cannot do anything. You can't say hi to your you know friend who's in the crowd who you see once yeah. a year or twice a year. You just gotta, you gotta do it, and then you can spend the rest of the night and do whatever. Exactly. All right. All right now you want to ask a question? Oh, is oh, he? Is that a picture, or is that actually? I just like laggy. <laughs> anyway, um, so part of our job uh, is to do like some research on like the artists that we interview, and so I've been listening to your band now for the past three weeks, I believe. Nice. And I was <laughs> doing research uh, by just looking at your guys' website, and you guys are just really impressive. Like I've been in a band, but I've never been in a band to the point where I feel like I'm in a band. And so just like reading off your biography, you've toured with a bunch of bands that I have, their discographies all on my iPod. And I listen to them like every day. You guys have toured like almost in every state. You guys have been a warp tour, South by Southwest. And like, that's just so crazy to me. And so I guess my question is now that you're at a place where you guys are really progressing and like going somewhere, like where do you, what are your goals for thieves? Like, what's your um, ultimate goal for thieves? So that's that's a really awesome question. Um, you know, our our goal is, of course, our goal is to play the most the most shows we can play in the most places. So if we could tour year round and play a different state, different city, different country every night, and make enough money to where we could come home for a few months and actually like rent a space and like really give a hundred percent of ourselves to making records, that's our ultimate goal. Um, we understand that you know, with the record industry, the way it is now, it's it's always been tough to be like a successful artist of any type. But um, I guess at this point, you know, we've just been doing it so long. Like you said, I look at our like biography every once in a while. I'm like, geez, I can't even remember. Like, it's like a whole feels like a separate part of my life because it was like six years ago. But um, we're just good enough friends that we're never gonna break up. So at this point, we just are just doing what we're doing and just keep on putting out music and I think we're excited to like grow as friends and as a band and like change our sound if we have to you know if like I don't know it's just really difficult being in this industry because I mean y'all know you all you can do is just work really hard everything you have into it be a good person and then even after all that you're probably not gonna make it which is a bummer, but that's just how it is, you know, and that's why we all do these things, because we all enjoy it, and it's like a community, but our goal is to be able to play as many places as we can, um, whether it be, like, every single night, or maybe just as as often as we can make enough money at our other jobs to, to leave home and go tour, but we definitely want to get overseas in uh, 2015, if not 2016, probably 2016. That's a great answer because I like I remember also reading that you guys are have been signed to these like indie labels and I really respect yeah. that because you know like 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 you said people don't understand that even like if you work hard there's a chance that you might not make it because people yeah have this misconception that they're rich and they make tons of money and you want to get signed to a major label it's like all gold chains and you know mansions and stuff but right it's just basically it's just, Franz from Attila. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they just want to be they want to yeah. be Attila, but yeah. it's it's not like that, and so that's why I think a lot of people 
like I, I know a lot of people join thinking like, oh, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make it big, and then we're gonna get yeah. signed to a major label, and we're gonna totally just like sell out. And so and that's just awesome to hear that you know, like you guys are doing it because you just want to do it. And so, you know, that's a bit just I really respect, respect that. Thank you, I appreciate that. That's you know, that's this everything you just said kind of reminds me of uh, the Swellers. I don't know if y'all followed them a lot, but oh, yeah. their breakup. You know, I I love that band and everything. Everything I've read that's been written about them since they broke up is just heartbreaking, but it's also really inspiring, you know? Yeah. What, what heartbreaking specifically? I just want to um, make sure we're talking about the same thing. Just like, uh, you know, them talking about, how, you know, how much pressure there. I mean, there's so much pressure to succeed, and even once you people think that you've, like, made it, you have it. You know, it's just funny that, like, I read an article that, I don't remember who wrote it, but... Uh, they were just talking about how the first time they had like a breakup conversation, they were, they had just played like a sold out show in Brazil, and it's just I think people don't a lot of people don't realize that like you know this band's at the point that everyone dreams of. They just played a sold out show in Brazil, and their situation is still so dire that they have to break up just to you know survive. So it like I said, that's, it's sad, but that's an amazing yeah. point because it's like. So many of us have been in bands, like you talked about being in band, a million different bands over the years. I definitely relate to that. I know lots and lots of other people relate to that. Uh, but there's also, once you actually get your band to the point where <laughs> you've, quote unquote, made it in the eyes of just the casual observer, then all of a sudden there are so many other problems and issues yeah. that come up. And that I'm people sure. don't even really think about those. And But they exist. In fact, you could argue that it's harder to be a nationally touring band just at those first couple of years when you're trying to keep building than it ever has been to be, you know, a smaller touring band. Right, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that makes a lot of sense You think you me. level up, but you don't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you... I have a theory about uh, when people build skills. It's that you, uh, like, you start learning a new skill. You're at level zero or level one, whatever. And you start, just like in an RPG, you level up real quick until you're at, like, level 10. And then you're like... I'm fucking good at this. And then you level up to like 15 or 20, and all of a sudden, each level gets way harder. Yeah. And you're like, and and you're like oh my god, I suck. It's like you, you have to get so good, you have to get good enough to the point where you know how much you suck at it, and then you can start getting good. And that's, that's kind of how I relate to that, that band thing. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. It's such a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, dude, every analogy I ever make has to do with either playing magic cards or playing an RPG. Those are the two <laughs> things I know in my life. Um, so you got, a, you got a line in Smoke Signals that says, Smoke Signals lead you home alone. That's a yeah. really good line. Oh, oh yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I listened, that, I listened to, uh, to, to Color Change a few times today, but that's the one that I kept just like repeating in my car on the way home from work. Oh, nice. Um, what a great song. I fucking love that song. It is. No, it really is. Like, that's the one that... It's a that's fantastic how I get into it's, it's always, like, a song or two at a time, and then I, like, get deeper. Like, I'll listen to it, but then there's a few that'll catch my catch my ears, and that's the one that really, like, got me hooked. Um, but that's really cool. So where, uh, I guess, you made reference to the fact that sometime halfway across the country, other time... But you also made... Uh, a somewhat self-deprecating joke about like, oh yeah, you get to ask, ask to get 
a picture taken every, you know, every blue moon. Uh, how, I guess, advanced would you say your band is? How often do you tour? Like, let's make it objective. How often do you tour? And, um, like, how, how, what, uh, how good is your draw kind of away from home? Like, what kind of, like, give us the, the experience of your band on the road. So, um, we, in 2011 to 2012, we toured a whole lot. And then 2013, no, the middle of 2012, our drummer had to have surgery and his jaw was wired shut. And he had to, like, eat through a straw for, like, three or four months. And so he couldn't play drums, obviously. And uh, we were trying to find a drummer. And that put us off the road for, like, six months. And then once he was healed, he quit the band. Oh, um, so. <laughs> He's currently filling in for us now again. He's one of our good friends. There are some, there are some dark days there for a minute, but yeah, he went through this whole surgery, and then we we kind of had some issues with each other. But we're, I mean, we're cool. It wasn't a big deal. It was just personal stuff. He left the band, and so then that put us to find a new drummer was like a year off the road. So since then, we started touring again more. Um, last summer we did a big West Coast thing, but uh, you know, we had a bunch of tours set up for. Uh, when was it? October, I think. Yeah, we had a winter tour we were going to do, but that fell through. It's touring at our level, too, is super hard. Once you're, like, big enough that you have, you can, like, reach out and tour in other places, but you don't have a booking agent, that's, like, the worst spot to be at because everyone, everyone that's in a position to help your band out is going to judge you by how much you tour, but you're, like, Try, you, you're like I can't I can't go to the same places over and over again without like getting further and all these other tools and you know it's just hard because nobody wants you till you can draw a hundred people but you can't draw a hundred people if you never played there before. It's like trying to find an entry level so job that asks you for three years experience, but exactly. you're trying to find an entry level job and you're like I have no experience I need this job to get experience. Right. No, yeah. That is a fantastic analogy. Wow. You know why? It's because yeah. it's what I'm going through right now. Yep. So everyone's like, you need three years of executive assistance experience. And I'm like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. hire me. <laughs> I just did two years of internships. You know how popular I am in defense. Um, excuse you. I did five years of internships. <laughs> how five. long did you stay in college? <laughs> no, I did just kidding, internship. Just Junior year of high school, senior year of high school, one, two, three summers of internships, plus a bunch of other stuff in between. So don't you sass me, Eric. That I will sounds it so right much like a, a Kanye West lyric. Three <laughs> beats every day for five summers. <laughs> Write me a rap, Eric. I will. I'm making a, a new rap, uh, a hippity hop EP. I'm not kidding. I did that. In, I did it for for dead serious in college. It was all like like. It was. I think I've told you guys before. It's, it was nerdcore, but there wasn't a nerdcore for me to relate to. Oh um, yeah. And I'm I'm making a I'm making another EP. I'm, I'm dropping some some fat rhymes. Give me some fire. Getting, I'm getting jiggy with it. That's <laughs> the kids are saying these days. That's how it is. Um, no, Eric. No. <laughs> right, we, got, <laughs> we got time for another round of of uh, interview questions, and we'll wrap up. Alex, you got another question? Yeah, I do. So uh, you said at the beginning of the interview that. You are uh, taking some time off from touring to record uh, to record something new with uh, Bo from Sailison, right? Yes. Nice. So, all right. I just wanted to make sure that I heard that right. Uh, so, well, what is it that you're recording? Can you really talk about that? or? 
Um, so we we released in June the five song EP Color Change that Smoke Signals is on. Uh, that we recorded with Bo, and then. In October, actually, we went to California and we recorded full length with uh, Sam Pura at the Panda Studios. Um, and now that was we finished those sessions in October, but we're still doing a lot of work on those right now. Um, we're like retracking some stuff here, and then we're gonna move on to mixing that. So it's not done, but the core of the song of the of the full length is recorded, which we're really excited about. Oh, All right, so, so it's a full exciting. length with Sam Pura then. It's gonna be an LP, yeah. All yeah. right, and when do you think that's gonna be coming out? Around like sometime this year, uh, or something maybe. You know, I it, it'll definitely come out. I would say it'll definitely come out in 2015. Um, it just depends. Uh, honestly, it depends if if a label wants to put it out. It'll come out as soon as it fits with their release schedule. And if a label doesn't want to put it out, all those labels have to wait for me to mail all of them copies of our press kits a hundred times and annoy them to the point that they just ignore us completely, and then I'll put it out, and we'll put it out. <laughs> and that'll happen way later in the year. So, okay. But it'll come out in 2015 either way. All right, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. All right, well, I... First of all... I, we almost hung out at South by Southwest. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, a little bit of scheduling conflict there, but it's a busy week, so... It's crazy, yeah. It's just just a little, um, especially from someone who's like, I'm from Connecticut, so trying to take in South by Southwest for the first time. I went, I've been the past three years, and hopefully, knock on wood, I'll be going again this year. I don't know. Um, but... Can you talk about how, especially the band who's, like, actually from Austin, I know people who are, like, what do you call, like, an Austinite? How do you, what do you call a local yeah, Austin person? Yeah, Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't want to sound like that, like, the worst person <laughs> making stereotypes, so I just... Don't just worry, to... you do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Um, how do you, but how do you guys, like, when stuff, like, South by rolls through, which is clearly, like, a big fucking deal, if I do... Towards that coming towards Austin, do you think it helps or hinders, and like some like pros and cons of such a large conference coming to the land? Um, man, I think South by Southwest is really cool. It's like a really cool experience. It's a really cool festival. There's a lot of stuff going on, but. As someone that lives in the city of Austin, we're kind of all famous for just hating it so much. <laughs> just That's what I figured. It's just like, I mean, you were here. Austin's like a small town, and there's so many people here and so many people coming in that, I mean, traffic in this city is already outrageous, but during South by Southwest, it's like to get to work, I work like five miles from my house. It'll take me sometimes 45 minutes, an hour, you know, to go like five miles just because it's insane. And then the other thing is just that since it, that South by Southwest was like an official festival, but now it's like more of an idea kind of. So, for instance, if you live within 10 miles of Austin, you might wake up at midnight and hear a band playing in the next to the pool in your apartment complex, and somebody's <laughs> going to tell you that it's a South by Southwest showcase. South by Southwest. Guys, official South by Southwest showcase, like... Everywhere. No. Just people set up stages literally 
in yep. every square foot of the city. So it's just it's it's insane. It's cool as a band. It's cool because if you are in Austin, you can play a ton of shows. But as a I've played lots of unofficial shows and official South by Southwest showcases. Like they selected us and like gave us money and like gave us wristbands and all that. Official South by shows always suck for bands that aren't like huge. Because well, everyone that wants to see like, you know, like you're in town, let's say, and you're here on Saturday afternoon, like where are you probably going to go? You're probably going to go to like the showcase, showcase, and it's not an official event. Like all the is not official South by stuff. Because you have to have, like, a $600 pass to go to the festival itself. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. I like those little, like, you know, I don't want to say indie. That's not the word I'm looking for. Kind of, like, I guess DIY South By showcases. Like, yeah. my the absolute highlight of South By this past year was seeing um, the Top Shelf uh, showcase, which was Diamond Youth, Caravals, um, like, a, a handful of other bands, and... I mean, Diamond Youth was, like, my favorite set of that whole week. And it's in, like, a college co-op. So it's, like, actually, like, someone's, like, living space. And it was just, like, it was, like, a college party, basically. And it was, but it's, like, DIY. And everyone just kind of, like, sets up everywhere. I went to a showcase that was in a parking lot behind, like, a grocery store or, like, a thrift store or something. They were just, like, we're going to play here. So... That's interesting. It's interesting to see how it is to be on both sides of, like, the official and not official. Like, I didn't have a badge this year, so that's why I was curious. It's my first badge list. Yeah, I'll never buy a badge. It's not worth the money. They really, my school subsidizes it. Like, I got paid a portion of it, but they paid for most of it. And then this past year, I went just kind of, like, on the fly, but didn't buy a badge. So I was like, kind of don't think I really need one. And yeah. I didn't need one. Yeah. Cool. Matt? Awesome. So, South by Southwest uh, kind of transitions into what my next question. Um, so, you've done South by Southwest, you've done Warp Tour. What's been like your favorite tour experience? Because I know you've been, you've toured like a lot of bands. So, like, what's been like your favorite tour so far? Uh, my favorite tour, I think, actually, I think our guitarist Chris is about to grab some equipment he left here. But um, my favorite tour would probably be. Oh. And in 2011, we did a tour with uh, with Punches and Caradale, and uh, those bands were just we were we're oh, yeah I know we we're friends with those guys before kind of that whole thing happened. So that was just like a like big summer camp to just go out with like 15 of your friends, and it was just ridiculous. It was super fun, but. Aside from that, I would say probably my favorite tour was we did a tour with a band called Cautioners. Um, far from were, proper! Yeah, they were far from proper. But uh, we did a tour with them when they were far from proper, and that was after we released our Achiever EP. And that was that was pretty fun, too, just because those guys are younger than us, so they're just kind of like little brothers, and we just kind of all mess with each other the whole time. <laughs> I didn't know you toured with them. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah that is really cool. <laughs> Can you come back to like our like the East Coast now so I could finally see you? Because I'm not getting to Austin anytime soon. That's Chris. Oh. <laughs> Hi. I can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're we're gonna come to the East Coast uh, very very soon. We actually had some dates um, booked in December. We had like 
a three-week run, and we were going um, all the way up to Boston and back, and, uh, like, three weeks out, like, half the shows dropped. So financially, we couldn't afford to go out and have, like, tons of days off. It was a real bummer, but we had to cancel that. But, um, yes, Northeast is where we're hitting next. We really need to get back. We've been wanting to do all right. I'd support that in full. Yeah, Me we're going to make it happen. Yeah. I'm Come West to Connecticut so. first before also, you go to Maryland. Also, no, you also go to Baltimore too. immediately. <laughs> Yo, it's all about New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> all of them, all of them. I'll take Jersey. I'll take New York City, too. Which I know you want I know you mentioned the pain in the ass, the pain in the ass about not having like a booking agent in certain situations. This podcast could be your booking agent for the North. I'll tell you that. He's joking. True. He's being absolutely. Please. Yeah, we well, actually Ash- probably could. Ashley said that she has Kevin Lyman's email, so she could just give me that. Kevin oh, yeah, Lyman Ashley, has his email to everybody. Ashley, <laughs> what is well? First off, Ashley, big up yourself. You, it's just you. Don't forget that. Also, yeah. what does Kevin Lyman eat for? What does he eat for breakfast? Yeah, you said you ate breakfast with him. What did he eat for? Breakfast? I did eat breakfast with him in Las Vegas. He had fruit and cottage cheese. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fruit and cottage cheese. I feel like uh, he might have had eggs, but I don't remember some type of bread. Uh, but poor Kevin Lyman eating cottage cheese. That's what he selected. No, there was there was like an omelet bar. There was like a little breakfast like selection. He could have had like there were so many options. Okay, don't make me <laughs> feel bad that I no, somehow was involved in his breakfast decision. That's good. Nick, me and him, we're actually going to have like a sleepover. We're going to have pillow fights. And, like, so you're just making s'mores. sure that you're going to be an appropriate host. But I need to know what he's wanting to eat for breakfast. Yeah. Okay. He definitely okay. has fruit. Get, get okay, cottage sweet. cheese. Get cottage cheese. Cottage <laughs> cheese. Got it. Just in case. All right. So we have, we're about to wrap up. We have, before we, uh, we do the thieves plugs, because I want to make sure everyone knows where to get your music and we'll link up everything there. Um, I wanted to do something that Ollie used to do that we haven't done in a while, uh, which is uh, a quick Ask Reddit. Um, so I'm just no. Oh, wow. I forgot we do thing. that. Right? I mean, we do it back. a month or two. Um, so right here's one. That, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's, I don't want to just say, hey, let's wrap up. I think this is a good way to, to wrap it up. Um, uh, always wrap it up, kids. What is the smallest <laughs> amount of power you've seen go to somebody's head, and what did they do? Smallest amount of power that has gone to someone's head that you've seen, and what did they do? Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, myself? Jump <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Damn it. That was going to be my big finish. Billy, what was it? Teleport step. Next thing on the road shows. That's the show. That's the wrap-up. That's it. That's the wrap-up. All right, All right that's fun. Good night. All right, sweet. Um, well, Billy, can you tell us where we can find some uh, Thieves music videos and uh, et cetera, et cetera? Merchandise. Um, yeah, uh, if you go to our website, it's just thievestx.com. That has like everything. It has uh, our all of our music videos. There's like a video tab. It has all of our links. But um, also, you could just check out uh, Color Change EP at thievestx.bandcamp.com. And pretty much on every social media, we're just at thievestx. So Twitter, Instagram, all that. But, um, you can also you can also Google thieves Bandcamp thieves Facebook whatever and you guys are the first thing that pops up. Which oh, is sweet. which is awesome. great yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you guys are on Spotify too. Oh yeah, that did happen recently. <laughs> yes, yes it did. Right. 
Awesome. Well, we are Babe Talk is back for this year. Thank you guys for tuning in and most likely watching this in the future. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been Eric, and for Alex, Ashley, Matt, and Billy from Thieves, uh, have a great uh, week, and we will see you very soon. Peace. Bye.